What's up, world? This your boy Radu Smooth coming at you with sports every day, sports all day, man, sports all the time. So my topic today is the welterweight division, and I ain't really, I ain't really got too much. Um, I was just giving a quick preview of what I think about the division. I think it's the hypest division in boxing right now. I feel like it's the most talented division in boxing right now, just with the top fighters they got in that division. It's crazy, and uh. One thing I did want to say, and I and I and I do want to say to all my boxing fans, I'm sorry because I feel like Terence Crawford did not belong in 147, and boy was I fucking wrong. I watched some fights last night. Um, I went over his his tale of the tapes of the guys he faced. He faced a lot of big guys, so there's nothing that I think this guy can't do. Um, he can fight left-handed. He can fight uh, orthodox. Um, good counterpuncher. Nice defender. Um, I mean, he got the total package, man. He's the most talented guy at 147 right now, to me. Um, he's, he, I, I don't know no other fighter that's actually, you know, left and right hand doing it. You know what I'm saying? And he can fight you like that the whole fight if you want to. He can fight right handed or left handed the whole fight if you want to. So, shout out to Bud Crawford, man. I think, I think, um, I think the, I think the greatest, the best threat for him or the greatest threat for him is, um, Earl Spence and vice versa. Earl Spence's greatest threat is Bud Crawford. Um, not taking nothing away from the king at 147, and that's the king. And I mean, Keith One Time Thurman is the king at 147. He has two belts, y'all. Let's let's get that straight right now. He got two belts. He don't have one. He has two, so that makes him the king right now. Um, Danny Garcia is another guy I like to see jump back in the mix again. You know, get him a title shot. Um, we still got Showtime. Sean Porter still down there. Um. We got a we got we got a lot of we got a lot of talent in there, but like I said, man, the guys right now, I'm thinking Bud Crawford is gonna come and take the division over if Earl Spence don't stop him. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, what's up, this Earl Spence guy, Earl Spence, this Earl Spence that he's one of them Bernard Hopkins type fighters, man. He he's just he's not fast for real. I mean, his hands is not super fast. Um, you know, he got good movement, body work is excellent, you know, quick left hand, the left hand is vicious. He got a monstrous jab. Like, you know, Earl Spencer is a complete package, too, but Terrence Crawford got the most talent. I mean, he can fight you either left or right hand, man, and that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. So, you know, um, we just we just coming in. Uh, I hope he get that shot with uh, Jeff Horn so everybody know that Jeff Horn doesn't belong nowhere near where they got him ranked at. And that fight he had with Manny Pacquiao, they gave him that fight. So, you know, that's that. But, you know, we're going to hit you back with some more stuff. We're going to look into the heavyweight division, the middleweight division, and the junior middleweight division. You know what I'm saying? So this your boy Radu Smooth signing off. Peace. What's up, world? This your boy Radu Smooth coming at you with live sports. Hey, man, great game. About to go to State Warriors. Good fight by the Rockets. They got to execute better. Um, the difference in the game was uh, the way the team was playing within themselves as far as their system goes. And Golden State just kept the ball moving. They kept moving around the court. Um, those guys wasn't staying still. Um, the Rockets was really lacking on defense tonight. Um, James Harden needs to step his defense, his his defense up. It, that that's ridiculous, man. That the, I don't care what quarter it is. You are supposed to play defense hard on every quarter. I don't care if you're not a great defender. You supposed to at least try, man. And I didn't really see him try tonight on defense. So until he stepped that up, uh, the series gonna uh, continue to go go to state way from here on out. Um, Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, I still got Boston in seven. Um, never, I, I don't bet against LeBron like I wouldn't bet against Tom Brady, but I feel like Boston has a, 
a more complete team. Um, LeBron is great, but if he can beat this team, I'm not gonna say by himself, but if he can get his team going like everybody know he can, um, then it'll be a, then I talk different. But um, up up until now, I still don't see it a change. Um, they did what they supposed to do. They won at home, you know, um, just like Boston did. So you know, if they could take this next game, then that's where it gets, you know, it gets a little a little rocky as far as me not having a pick, but as far as me feeling like Boston can still do it. If they don't, if they don't take the series back after or if Cleveland wins this next game at home, then we'll be talking a different story. But uh, I got boxing previews coming up, big mega fights. Um, I just, I'm in love with the welterweight division right now. Just got to say that before any anything else come out of my mouth about boxing. I'm just in love with the welterweight division. It's the most exciting division. Um, seriously, since Floyd left, it hasn't it hasn't really dropped. It's still about the welterweights because I feel like though that, that's where the most talent is at. Um, but Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder build up. Um, man, it's got to happen. It's got to happen soon. Um, I don't think it's Wilder's camp. I think it's more Joshua camp. But, I mean, who knows? You know, it, it could be a different story too there. But, um, Al Heyman, I think I think that's his name. Al Heyman um, managed all the welterweights. Basically, every welterweight we talking about that's exciting now. So those fights gotta happen some way somehow. But you know, Radu Smooth, man, I'm out, man. Catch y'all later with some more updates. I'm about to go do some more homework. Y'all be y'all be easy out there. Peace. What's up, world? This your boy Radu Smooth coming at you live in sports, everyday sports, all day sports, all the time. Um, the welterweight division is about to explode, and the next couple fights we're gonna see who the king is. Since Keith Thurman relinquishes belts, um, we have Jeff Horn taking on Terrence Crawford. We got Danny Garcia taking on Sean Porter, and those are title fights. So you wanna stay? We wanna stay tuned to that because all those are title fights. And then we got Earl Spence defending his title, which I think is gonna be a landslide. So. And then Keith Thurman have two tune-up fights, which I think we'll see, we will see how the uh, elbow surgery, how the elbow surgery affected his boxing skills. But right now, my two favorite world to weights are Bud Crawford and uh, Elder True Sprints, man. I mean, I don't see nobody beating those guys. I mean, those they really hurting themselves. Those guys have to face each other, and that's and that's who that's those guys will tell who will be the king. So after they get done fighting each other, whenever they meet, because I feel like they're going to meet before before Arrow either get a chance at Keith or before Arrow get a chance at, at either Danny or Sean, I feel like he's going to have to fight Bud, Bud Crawford for some reason. I just feel like that's the way it's going to go. Um, back back to, back to the World Toy Division, it's going to explode because the magnitude of these fights will put you in a different status in the elimination fights. So once, once Sean Porter and Danny Garcia get done with their fight, the mandatory is Earl Spence. So that fight right there within itself will be extraordinary because that's why we love boxing. And then we got the unification box if they ever come up. Like I said, we will have the mandatory between Danny and Sean. The winner would take on Errol Spence. So we got a lot of stuff coming up. The welterweight division is super explosive right now. I just want everybody to stay tuned and feedback. And we're going to come back at you with some more lightweights and some featherweights.
and we might we might touch bases on the heavyweight depend on if if the fights is exciting enough to uh, go ahead and do some research on but um it's your boy radu smooth i'm out what's up world it's your boy radu smooth coming at you live with sports all the time sports every day man sports is life the welterweight division in boxing right now is about to explode it is very it is very hot right now it's on fire uh, with the comeback of Keith Thurman and him relinquishing his belt. Um, we got Sean Porter and Danny Garcia will be fighting for that one. A uh, great fight. Mandatory win out of that. Got to fight my man, Earl Spence. So that's that's that, that what we really want to see right there. <laughs> but uh, then we got we got Keith Thurman coming back. Uh, he got two tune-up fights coming up. I know one's coming in June, but uh, opponents to be announced. Uh, we got Jeff Horn taking on... Terrence Crawford, which I got Terrence Crawford in that one just because of his skill level is way higher. Uh, also, we got we got the unification bout or the mandatory with Errol Spence and a winner out of uh, Danny Garcia and Sean Porter. That's going to be a great fight whenever that happens. Uh, and then Errol Spence himself will be defending his title. So you got a lot of stuff going on with the welterweights. I'm liking it. Very exciting. Uh, let's, just, let's just hope the fights are what we want them to be since we've been waiting for so long for some of these fights and me personally I'm just glad to see Keith back we're gonna put all the other stuff to rest but my guy's Earl Spence in the welterweight division I feel like no one can beat him Radu I'm out what's up it's your boy Radu Smooth coming in hey I want to talk about big man or centers and power force um these guys are uh some of the most underrated athletes in the game today. Um, but I know why. Uh, it's a lot of guys that can't beat Chris Bosh and Kevin Love and DeMarcus Cousins and, you know, uh, Anthony Davis and uh, Carl Anthony Towns. A lot, of, a lot of guys can't do that. I mean, you still got the, the uh, Paul Millsats, the, uh, the White Howards, the um, Al Jeffersons, the Zebos, the you know Zach Randolphs. I mean, you still got those guys, but into this new age and this new era, uh, a lot of these guys, if they're not seven foot or something like that, they're they not powerful in the paint. They stepping out, they trying to shoot the J. Uh, and uh, one person I, I feel like get get the less props, and I feel like just because his numbers was low, like he don't have like you know. Uh, out the gym stats is uh, Draymond Green. Draymond Green is really underrated for him to be um, the type of player he is. He does it all. He can do whatever you need him to do, and uh, that guy should have an MVP just based off of his impact on the team. So, um, with that, with that, um, we just have a lot of big men that just don't know how to post up. They can't control a post. Um, we got a lot of great defenders now. Athleticism now in the center and the power forward position is very great. You have a lot of athletic guys that can jump up and just, you know, Dwight Howard that thing into the second row or whatever. But um, you just got to bring that back. And I think I think one of the problems is these guys coming out um, one, one year. I mean, if you do two, that's good. But at, on the other end, you should never try and deny someone their, their dream. So, um, you know, two thumbs up to those guys for actually jumping 
from college to the league after doing one year one year in college that's amazing and that takes a lot of heart a lot of courage and that takes a lot of confidence whether they bust or not they took that chance they was in the league their name somewhere in the history book whether it's team or the whole NBA it doesn't matter they made history when they became part of that team um, but um, just just to go forward, uh, we need we need some of that back. Um, a lot of guys can't dominate the post; that's missing. But the game is revolved around offense and shooting threes. So you know we just got to get used to this type of basketball. It's not competitive to me. It's not exciting. Nothing exciting about a team throwing up 63s or a team another team blowing another team out. I just want competition. You can throw up 63s if the other team can throw up 50 or 40. I'm cool with that. At least I know it was competition there. Rodu Smooth, I'm out. What's up, world? It's your boy Rodu Smooth. I'm back again. Hey, we on the welterweight division. Couple big fights coming up. Um, Jeff Horn and Terrence Crawford. Please, everyone, look for that. That's going to be an exciting fight. I got Terrence Crawford. Um, not saying uh, Jeff Horn isn't a, isn't a competitor or isn't a great fighter. I just, but Crawford can do everything, man. Left hand, fight you all night with that. Uh, or technically speaking, Southpaw, he fights you all night, Southpaw, he fights you all night, orthodox, power, speed, quickness, defense, um, got a chin on him, so, you know what I'm saying, it's just, it's hard to kind of shake that, um, my next welterweight, which I feel like right now is the man that welterweight, um, the man to beat at least, because I feel like he's just, he's been dominating his strings of fight, and that's Errol, uh, the true Spence, uh, I don't, I don't see no one beating him, um, only, only, only person I can see uh, mixing it up with him for real and really giving him a, a, a good fight is uh, Bud Crawford. So um, to me, that's gonna really like, uh, that's really right now the fight I want to see at 147 um, is Bud Crawford and uh, Earl Spence. But I know that's a long shot as far as business goes, and the same promoter is basically everybody's promoter as far as the welterweight division go. Um, Keith Thurman coming back with two, a couple tune-up fights before he jumped back in the ring with somebody serious, and that's good. That's good. That's good to see. Um, you also got Errol Spence defending this title, which that's good to see too. I feel like he's going to win that. What's up, baby? You got, you got Danny Garcia and uh, what's my man named? Uh, Sean Porter. Sean Porter, I want that's that's gonna be a great fight. If these guys fight the style of the fight, I think they're gonna fight. That's gonna be a great fight for everybody, and I mean everybody's gonna love that fight. That's gonna be a great fight, and um, that that's about to me. That's about where we at right now in the welterweight division, and I feel like at the end of the day, um, everything is gonna be seen with these guys figuring out where everybody land uh, after the the title fight between Sean Porter and Danny Garcia. Um, one of those guys is going to have to face Earl Spence. That's the mandatory right there. I know that's got to be. Uh, the winner out of Jeff Horn and Bud Crawford, we'll, we'll see what happened with that. As long as Keith Thurman come back and he's still Keith, uh, the welterweight division is going to stay hot. So everybody tune in to that. I got some other stuff coming with the heavyweights, some more stuff coming with the middleweights, the junior welterweights. Hey, man, we on boxing, man. Everything about to calm down, man. The football about to kick back in, so we on boxing. Hey. Golden State Warriors in six. In six. Radu Smooth, I'm out. What's up, world? It's your boy Radu Smooth. I'm coming at you live with another sports debate. How you doing? 
How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> well, I'm coming to you live with another sports debate. Just got done with some research. Just got done planning out a sports debate with my guys tonight. Uh, we're going to get it in about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning like we always do. Sit on the patio and talk that stuff. But, uh, man, I, I just... I've been in the record books. I've been going over film. I didn't see some black and white games. So this is kind of interesting to me. But um, the most underrated athletes, as far as the NBA goes, come from the 50s and the 60s. And not to be racist or put a knock on none of those guys that was great in the 50s or the 60s. But I'm talking about the... The black athletes, the the Bill Russells, the Will Chamberlain, the the the, the Oscar Roberts, uh, the Elgin Baylors, you know some of those guys. Those guys, I mean, when you look at some of those things that those guys was doing, they was doing stuff ahead of time. They was they was their bodies was was adapting to time before they even had to. If you just look at some of Wilt numbers, you know, uh, I think he led the led the league in. Either rebounds and assists or points and assists. I'm not sure. But stuff like that. And then he just did everything. Everywhere he went, without without him being the centerpiece, like without the system having to run through him, they was going to run the offense through him anyway. That's what makes him that guy. Everywhere he went. And he didn't have a lot to work with. Yeah, he played with some great guys in his later career. When he went to the Lakers, he should have won at least three or four rings. So that did yeah, that they, they underachieved there. But um, early in his career, um, no, he he didn't, he didn't really have a lot to work with. And again, he did everything. He did everything. Amazing athlete too. So I mean, you gotta you gotta tip your hat to that. But we're gonna we're gonna keep pushing this. And keep going with it. Um, I'm gonna start bringing up the numbers in a minute. But Will Chamberlain is the athlete you gotta tip your hat off to. That I feel like when you talk dominance, his dominance was very scary because he was grabbing, literally grabbing, rebounds as much as scoring. Offensive rebounds, he putting that back, ain't passing it out. I'm putting that right back. I get my. It's just amazing when you look at some of his film and get to catch some of his games. And game sevens, though, always game sevens in the finals, he crumbled. Yeah, he was he was a lot like LeBron. He just disappeared. But Radu Smooth, man, we coming back with more. Stay tuned. Yeah, so to kind of just. Uh, come back at you with it on it. Like, yeah, really, I never even really heard that. I kind of, you know, I think anytime you see somebody that's able to do what he's doing every now and then, it'll cross your mind. Like, is this dude on something? Is he up to something? You know what I'm saying? So big, so huge. <clears throat> but I also uh, look at it from a standpoint like this. It's all about what's considered performing enhancement drug at the end of the day. Because it's all about whatever they, these people say is a performing enhancement. So the things that they say aren't in performing enhancement may be the thing that he's using to bulk up. They got different ways of just getting big and, you know what I'm saying, getting, you know, gaining weight. But let's expose on it a little bit more if you want to. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, LeBron is spending a whole boatload of cash 
on, on getting bigger and, and just overall, his overall training and everything. I think that's why he's at the top of the game right now as far as conditioning and everything like that. But on another note, what do you think about him wearing a little soft cast after the game? Do you think it was some dramatization? Also, what do you think about him uh, heading to the Lakers? What's your opinion on that? All right, man, what's up? This is your boy Rodney Smooth. Um, coming in, oh, man, this whole debacle, and I mean the debacle with Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua is taken away from the real topic here, and that's the welterweight division. Now, the welterweight division is awesome. We all know that, but the insight of the welterweight division is even more awesome because that's the only division I see right now where everybody has to go through everybody to be king. So I'm thinking we're going to get a rival out of what we have now in the welterweight division between a couple of different welterweights. If they stay welterweight and if they get it going on, man, the next couple of years for the welterweight division to be awesome. But that's neither here or there. Um, might just be my little eyeball test, but man, it's getting hot. It's getting it's getting heavy. Um, uh, after the Sean Porter. Danny Garcia fight, like I've been saying, that fight will show us what will happen. So, you know, but that's just my, that's just my take on it. Rodu Smooth, I'm up. What's up, this your boy Rodu. I'm coming to you with a little preview, catching up with my fellas, man. One of them just told me that LeBron. LeBron going to L.A. Uh, I like it. I like it. He can win more rings. Uh, he can uh, keep on chasing Jordan or uh, however his career going, whoever want to call that one. But um, I like it. Uh, we still get to see LeBron play basketball. And maybe we see LeBron play better basketball knowing that he's going somewhere where they have to, where they have players that can, you know, do more stuff to help him, actually. Um, what I want to see is if, if LeBron will be a facilitator on this team or will he be just someone that's scoring points and grabbing rebounds? Um, um, I think these will be the years where we will test his greatness as far as, you know, how long can he keep it up. But um, other than that, I like it. Um, I don't think I, – I think I think in L.A. he can he can pass Jordan. He, he, I, I'm just saying, in, in, a way we, in a way we haven't talked about it. And that's just – we're over here with the team he got and what they can do next year also. We're bringing in somebody else to somebody else to help LeBron with a little bit more experience, maybe a little bit more – maybe another superstar caliber player for another max year, for another four years with LeBron, even three. Even if they sign somebody next year for three years to play alongside LeBron. Um, that's three more possible championships he can win. So if he can get six championships, then you got that. You have to put him right there with Jordan, past Kobe, you know? Because I don't got him past Kobe yet. Not not, not to say um, he's not better than Kobe. He's a better facilitator than Kobe. I don't think he's a better scorer or a better defender. So, you know, but uh, Radu Smooth, man, I'm out. Peace. What's up, world? This is your boy Radu Smooth coming at you with a lot of updates. I just like to get off my chest real quick. But um, basketball is going to be nice next year. Hopefully, um... A lot of the adjustments with the new teams, acquiring new players is going to be great. We'll have more in-depth stuff on that. Um, shout out to your boy, Sports Angle. Um, also, also, will y'all please look into these next upcoming fight in the welterweight division? 
um, this year in the beginning. The rest of this year and the beginning of the next year is going to be a, a good title wave for the welterweight division. Um, the heavyweight division looking like it's spicing up to be something good if we can just get fights out the heavyweight division. And that will be that will be great for boxing. Um, make sure you look at the uh the lightweights as well as uh the middleweights too. Um, I have a lot more updates with them. Um, I don't really do them. Uh, most exciting division to me right now, boxing is the welterweights. Um, I like the I like the middleweights and the super middleweights too. Don't get me wrong, it's a lot of great fighters there, but it's just yeah, it's a lot of different stuff going on with the business aspect of boxing that's keeping us from seeing great talent and great fighters and 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 really really great champions that love defending their belts and you know defending their belts to where you know we're not we're not we're not thinking oh well that guy isn't good enough and this guy isn't good enough you know what I mean sometimes uh. You got them no nice guys who come and do what they gotta do. Um, a la Ricky Wright. But um it's, it's, it's gonna be more more stuff going on that I will be touching bases on. More in tune with more uh more of the sports update on time for you guys from now on. Like I said, shout out uh your boy Sports Angle. What's up world? Let's jump right into it. It's your boy Radu. Um, the welterweight division is scrambled right now because of the interest of Bud Crawford. And I wouldn't really say scramble. I just just say because Keith Thurman dropped his belt. And now we got a title fight with Sean Porter and Danny Garcia coming up. Um, I think that's why it's open like that. Um, the winner out of that fight, I feel like, should face Errol Spence. And uh, the winner out of the Errol Spence and whoever one of those, whoever out of uh, Swift, and Showtime when I feel like they should fight uh, but then you know what I'm saying and then you know whoever get the Keith Thurman fight or however that's gonna work but I feel like it should go in sequence um, another thing I want to touch bases on real quick Jeff Horn should not have been in the ring with Manny Pacquiao to begin with Jeff Horn was given that fight that he had with Manny Pacquiao, Jeff Horn did not beat Manny Pacquiao. If anything, it was a split decision, Manny Pacquiao way or a draw. Period. Bud Crawford annihilated Jeff Horn for nine freaking rounds, man. Jeff Horn did not hit this man with a significant power punch the whole fight. He got drugged through the whole fight, all nine rounds. Bud whooped his ass, man. You gonna tell me he would have did that to Manny Pacquiao? Hell no. Hell no. So at the end of the day, we're not saying that Manny Pacquiao is whatever the case might be. You know what I mean? Like talking about him or nothing. But I think Manny Pacquiao would have gave Bud Crawford some, some work. But I don't think he would have beat Bud Crawford. Okay? Jeff Horn shouldn't have been in the ring with no welterweight. He wasn't. Nah, man. Cut it out. But anyways, back to the division. We got a lot of fights that's got to happen. We got the we got the fight that's coming up that we need to see. Hopefully, we can get Errol Spence in the ring this year and hopefully Keith Thurman to jump in the ring at least two times this year. So, next year, he'll be ready to start some wars with somebody or some way, somehow. But we but the welterweight division is one of the hottest divisions. It's, it's the, one of the most action-packed. Um, I'm, I'm going to get more down packed to it. I'm going to start breaking every fighter down so you guys can pick and choose who's your favorite welterweight. And we're going to do other divisions. So come at me, man. This boxing season for me right now. There's no football going. There's no basketball going. So this boxing season for me right now. So we're going to touch bases on boxing this season. Hey, it's your boy, Radu. I'm out. Peace. What's up, world? It's your boy, Radu. Coming at you. 
Hey man, we need to talk about this because this is amazing to me. Um, the welterweight division, as I've been doing a lot of research on it, I know it took me a while to uh, do another show, but or another episode, but I was real busy with stuff. I'm still trying to get stuff um, in order now, but I promise to drop more shows to anybody that's listening. I just love doing it. But um, the welterweight division is very, very stacked. Um, but getting back to after the Danny Garcia and the Sean Porter fight, getting, getting after that, that will be exciting, more, even more exciting for the uh, welterweight division because then we will have more champions in the welterweight division. Then it will be ready to, you know, explode and, you know, go ahead and uh, see where we are with that. But um, let's get it going with breaking down um, the fighters that will make the welterweight division better. Um, the first fighter, um, the comeback of Keith Thurman. If, if he just some way, somehow just come back and come back fast, but not rush it, but come back fast and hurry up and come back so he can jump back in his mix because he's still king. Nobody beat Keith Thurman. Nobody beat Keith Thurman. Keith Thurman couldn't fight anybody, so he had to let that bill go. He couldn't fight anybody. He had to let that bill go. Regardless if you want to believe, he gave it up um, on purpose or... You know, to say, you know, I don't want to fight now one of these guys or whatever you might think. I don't know. But I don't feel like I don't feel like a guy who holds unified titles in one of the hottest divisions in, in boxing. Just give up belts. Just give up the belts. You know? If it was that case, like it wasn't it wasn't a, a, a big it wasn't a, a, a big uh difference in the fights where he fights Sean Porter or Danny Garcia. He just, he just adjusted to what they were doing, and he defended his title, you know? He, he, he came out with the victory, you know? He was the better fighter. So, it's not saying, like, his talent is superior to everybody in the, in the division. When I say he's king, I say he's king because he had more belt in that division. He had more than one belt in that division. He beat the other two best welterweights in that division today. There's only, there, there's only about four or five of those guys that's, you know, I think ranked in the in, in the best pound for pound, and um, or three or two, yeah, three three or four of those guys that ranked in the pound for pound. So you know, or unless Danny Garcia eleven, or they dropped him down even more. I don't know, but you know, you got Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, you know, and and, and now with the with now with the um with the rise of Errol Spence, you know, just body bagging guys and knocking the head off, you know. So, I mean. That's just what it is. And Jeff Horn should have never been in the ring with before I touch bases on, you know, Terrence Crawford. Jeff Horn should have never been in the ring with Manny Pacquiao. Um, they gave that fight to Jeff Horn. There's no anger. There's no anger about them giving that fight to Jeff Horn. It's just more of it, it, when he had to step up against Terrence Crawford, he seen what it was that, you know, Manny couldn't do. You know what I'm saying? Or Manny can't do anymore, you know? But shout out to Manny Pacquiao. We just seen him, you know, capture him another world title. You know, so that's good for Manny Pacquiao. But, um, yeah, and getting the Bud Crawford, the most skillful welterweight. And I'm an Earl Spence guy. I like Keith. I like Sean's fighting style. I like how he go. You know, he just go in there and he just go straight at it. To be the little guy, to be that aggressive. Um, that's always shows heart, more heart. I don't know if his skill is there like everybody else's, but 
you can't you can't never count Sean Porter out of any fight he gets into. Unless it's just a big distance from his skill to their skill and they just taking advantage of whatever he's doing wrong. Um Danny Garcia, uh to be honest, never really watched I never watched too many of his fights. I always watched the biggest fights, you know, the title fights. I watched all his title fights, which those was the one I could catch when I was, you know, watching boxing, but you know, a uh, great fighter to me. Um, he shows he can he can uh, work through the storm. Shows he can adjust to his opponent too. Good counter puncher, strong strong puncher. You know, good power. So yeah, Danny's nice. Um, Terence Crawford is a, is a, is a what we like to call a freak of nature. Um, and in my eyes of a boxing book, that, that, that guy uh, that guy goes back. You know, to one of them old, old kickback boxers who had dynamite in both hands, who can actually use both hands, though, and not just swing them wildly, but actually use them effectively with effective aggression, and you know all the stuff that referees look for. So, um, but I feel like Bud, or excuse me, Terence, I feel like Terence Crawford is, is, or can be, and will be one of the greatest fighters to ever lace him up, just because when he gets done, when he gets done. He might be one of the most skillfulest fighters we have ever seen as far as switching stances, defense, and all that in one. Like, that's a tough dude to deal with. You know, just imagine if Roy could have did that the whole... I'm talking about the whole fight, though. Imagine if Roy could have fought left-handed the whole fight. And I just switch up sometimes and hit you with one of them, uh, them stunt punches. Or imagine if Floyd could have fought you with his jab and as his right hand, you know what I'm saying? So just just imagine if some, a lot of these guys was able to do that, was able to, you know, switch stances and fight all that like that. Just This would have been amazing to see, but we did see glimpses of them guys doing that. We did see glimpses of them guys staying toe-to-toe with guys too. Um, but but my favorite welterweight um, right now has got to be Earl Spence just because he he's one of those, those, those natural... I feel like a natural boxer, like, and I don't mean like, and oh yeah, his skill is tremendous to anybody else's. I don't even feel like that's what it is with him. I feel like Earl Spence went off just technique. I feel like he went off technique, beating the body up, you know, counter punching, defense, uh, you know, taking his chances with his power punches when he's supposed to, you know, stuff like that. So. I just, I just feel like he's just more on a different level. Yeah, my fault. I was listening to my brother say something. But, and on the other hand, on the other hand, I think Buzz Crawford is still the most dangerous. Excuse me, I keep saying Buzz. Terrence Crawford is the most dangerous welterweight right now. That's 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 a great fight for any welterweight that jump in the ring with him. But they might lose, even Arrow. But I don't think Arrow. I, I don't, I don't think Arrow just. I can't see Arrow just losing. You know, I, 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 but I don't see Bud losing either. That's why it's hard. And not to say that those other guys can't beat either Errol or Terrence. It's just right now when you talk about the guys and these guys that call everybody out. Like, before Errol got a belt, he was calling everybody out. After Errol got a belt, he was calling everybody out. He was still calling the same people out. You got to look at the fighters that won it. Before Danny Garcia 
and Sean Porter fight, he was calling them out. You know what I'm saying? For that fight was, you know, going in the direction he was calling them out. So it's not like I don't think these guys can't fight. I just see the hunger in different guys that you see that you don't see in certain guys. So, you know, even with the heavyweight division, now we're not gonna get into black and whites or details about, you know, the buffoonery and the shenanigans that's going on up there. But um Luis Ortiz should be fighting Anthony Joshua next. This is Buffoon. Um, I hear a lot of guys trying to call Deontay Wilder out now. And it's like, where you guys come from? How do you guys rank? You guys don't fight. Um, Deontay Wilder cannot get a lot of fights. A lot of guys don't want to fight him. So the guys he do fight, I call them bums because they take chances. And no one shouldn't be in the ring with Deontay Wilder. But the guys he did beat, and then you gotta think about all the heavyweight, I mean, all the title fights he done, he done had since he done been champion. You know what I'm saying? And then you talk about uh, Anthony Joshua knocking out Klitschko. No, I'm not wrong. Uh, Tyson Fury is still lineal champion. Tyson Fury was the, was the first man to beat the man, you know? And Tyson Fury didn't have a problem with beating Klitschko. He walked, he walked straight through him. Walked straight through Klitschko, boxed him, played around with him, embarrassed him, made him look like a fool. Huh? Anthony Joshua had trouble with Klitschko. Then why is it that Anthony Joshua got the title shot, but not Deontay Wilder? And Deontay Wilder been he was heavyweight champion for since 2012, I think. I wanna say, yeah. So it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. 2010, I don't know, but it's crazy. But the most dominant heavyweight champion, you know, the most dominant heavyweight champion at that, he's knocking guys out. He's knocking guys out. He's, he's not going in there and, you know, he's knocking guys out. He's not going in there and getting a decision. He's not going in there and it's going, he's knocking guys out. So, you know, then you got guys that, that water, that, um, that Wilder can fight. That I, I I do think are great fights. He can fight Luis Ortiz again. That'll be a great fight. But then him and him in a Tyson Fury fight has a little bit more meaning to it because Tyson Fury is still linear champion. He's the man that beat the man. It's bigger than just belts. You ne- no one ever beat Tyson Fury. They never beat Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury got in all that trouble, you know, like John Jones did. Got in all that trouble, and you had, and I had, to, I had you had to, I had to give my belt back. You didn't want me to be champion, but hey, Tyson Fury came back, and that's a good thing for boxing because Tyson Fury is one of those guys who's gonna fight. He wants to fight. He's not running away from a fight. That's good. He came straight out, and yeah, I can't wait to fight Deontay Wilder. Belts mean nothing to him. He already, he, he's the lineal champion. He's the lineal champion. Belts mean nothing. When guys come back, that's why I say when Keith come back, he's still the man. He's still the man. You know? He's still the man. So... But I'll be back with some more. 
touch bases on a little basketball, a little football. You know, I'm just jumping into tennis and soccer. Now, we're going to expand, man. We're going to expand. Hey, y'all have a great evening. If I do, I'm out. What's up, world? It's your boy, Radu. I do. Peace. But um, we're here to talk about the welterweight division. You know I had to come hard. I've been slipping, slacking on my job. But, uh, hey, man, this is my favorite division in boxing because this is the division where guys call guys out. And then when guys have a fight, you don't hear from those guys anymore calling nobody out. So I think it's kind of it's one of those um, iffy divisions to me. It's the it's, it, to me it's, it's it's one of the greatest divisions symbol as far as talent goes. But as far as fight production, I look at the smaller weight classes as giving more exciting fights. And lately, it's been the middleweights putting on that job. Really, the middleweights with the more exciting fights. Um, don't get me wrong. If we get the right like uh, the right uh, lightweight fights and junior junior lightweights and all that down there, I mean we get some exciting fights too. But the welterweight, you just got so much skill in one section. You got so much skill in one section. Do you understand what Bud Crawford is? I don't. I don't yeah, Bud Crawford is one of them Roy Jones, Floyd Mayweather kind of fighters that come along one generation. You know, they can do everything you think that a fighter should be able to do. So, with that being said, breaking down the welterweight division, I'm still giving Keith the number one spot just because he hasn't fought yet. I'm not saying he's the number one welterweight, but this, nobody nobody beat Keith. Nobody knocked him off his throne. Nobody, nobody, nobody beat Keith. Again, no one beat Keith. Keith beat himself. Just like Tyson Fury is still the lineal heavyweight champion. No one beat the man. He was the man that beat the man first. Remember that. He beat Klitschko before, before Joshua did. Okay? Joshua did not beat the champion. Klitschko regained those belts after Tyson Fury had to relinquish those belts. Okay? Klitschko. Klitschko is not, he wasn't the fighter before. He wasn't the fighter we all thought he was. He was getting old, and that was his last hurrah to get on up out of there. But the reason why Anthony Joshua got the fight is because of their promoter and where they was from in the UK and the women and all that. Deontay Wilder should have got that title shot a long time ago. Deontay Wilder, I don't care what you say about his resume, but when everybody in your division is ducking you, how the hell do you have a resume? Same thing with Earl Spence. If everybody in my division is ducking me, how the hell do I get a resume? These guys do not want to fight me. How do I get a resume? Before I won the belt, I was calling out anybody and everybody. After I won the belt, I was calling out anybody and everybody. A la Bud Crawford, a la Errol Spence. Okay? Now let me put some respect on that man named Terrence Crawford. Excuse me. A la Terrence Crawford, a la Errol Spence. Those guys was calling guys out that they knew was good. That everyone say is the top. They was calling out the top five welterweights. Almost every chance they got. 
After they got a belt, they continue with the onslaught. The only man in the welterweight division that is not scared of Errol Spence or Bud Crawford is each other. Each other. If Errol Spence take a loss in the welterweight division, it will be to uh, Bud Crawford or Terrence Crawford. If Terrence Crawford take a loss in the welterweight division, I will think it will be Errol Spence. Those two guys cancel each other out. Oh, that's the best one-two. Or however you want to put them. You want to put Errol up there, number one? And you put uh, uh, Bud or Terrence at number two? Cool. But Keith Thurman don't go before, don't go under number three because he has wins over both Danny Garcia and Sean Porter. It's the welterweight division, man. I'll be back. What's up? This your boy Radu Smooth coming at you live. I'm late. I'm late. I know I'm late, but deal with it for me just for today. But, um... You gotta gotta run it up, run, run it up real quick with the couple fights that's coming up as far as welterweight division, heavyweight division, and the middleweight division. Um, um, we've been talking about the welterweight division a lot. That's my favorite division, as you can see. But um, it's just because a lot of fights are more exciting in the welterweight division if we can actually get them. The best fights is in the welterweight division. We just gotta get them. And then once we pass the welterweight division, then we can look at the rest of boxing like it's explosive. The best heavyweight in the world right now is Deontay Wilder. And won't nobody give him that credit. They keep talking about Anthony Joshua. But just because Anthony Joshua beat Klitschko. But Tyson Fury is the man Anthony Joshua need to beat to be the man. So the narrative that you give that Anthony Joshua is great because he beat an old Klitschko. He beat an old Klitschko. Not a young Klitschko. He beat an old Klitschko. And he had troubles beating that Klitschko. Do you think Deontay Wilder would have had a trouble beating Klitschko? Get the fuck out of here. And, and, and excuse my language, but get the fuck out of here. His KO, race, his KO ratio is better than anybody we ever, ever seen for real or ever even heard of for real. This man got 40 wins and 39 knockouts. And the last two knockouts, I say, was a little bit harder than... The knockouts he had against the Vern to get the title. Come on, man. This is the best heavyweight since Mike Tyson as far as knockout power. And he can box, bro. He's not, he's not a chump. He can box. He can box. I think Tyson Fury would give him a problem. But that's only if Tyson Fury can stand up to his punches. I'm not knocking Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is a great boxer. But when you put him up against somebody that's hungrier, better, I think as far as like going to get my shit, Deontay Wilder got a, a attitude of a of a killer. Once he in a ring with you, he don't give a fuck about you. Excuse my language again, but he don't care nothing about you. He trying to take your head off, get that check for his kids, and take that whole check to his kids. This is not rocket science. We don't do this for fun, he say. So for the people to believe that this man is ducking anybody, it's hilarious to me. How can he duck anybody when he make everybody else duck him? And as we on the same subject, Errol Spence, man. Errol Spence. One more time, the truth. Before he got a belt, everybody said he should have had a belt. Once he got a belt, everybody said that they didn't want to fight him. It's crazy. It's crazy. He call y'all out. He don't have a belt. Y'all say y'all won't fight him. He has a belt. Now y'all won't fight him because there's other shit going on. Y'all running away from Errol Spence. And if Terrence Crawford fight Errol Spence first, whether he beat Errol Spence or lose against Errol Spence, I'm still keeping 
I'm still keeping Terrence Crawford as the best pound for pound fighter I've ever seen in my fucking life because he wasn't scared to take on the best. Keith Thurman, all, all, all these niggas, they scared to take on the best. Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, and there's nothing against them. They're great fighters. But when you're scared to take on the best in your division, and you would tell me Errol Spence ain't did enough to get in a fight with you, both of you niggas have losses on your record. Errol Spence don't have no losses. I don't care who he faced. It's still, again, he's still an undefeated fighter. You have to recognize that, too. His last couple fights has been what? Walkthroughs, cakewalks, and those was mandatories. So what do you think he want? He want to fight the best because he knows he's the best. Man, it's your boy Radu, man. I'll be back. What's up, world? It's your boy Radu. Um, we got an explosive, explosive update. Thanks. Shout out to my boy <clears throat> CJ Goodfella in a uh, boxing clinic. And also shout out to Fanon Boxing. Also shout out to Chronicles of Judah. Um, shout out RB to Breakthrough. And shout out Inside Sports Angles. And shout out, shout out Kobe's Corner. Um, them all YouTubers, you go check out their YouTubes. Um, but um, boxing, man. Uh, and this ain't this ain't directed at no weight class. This ain't directed at one certain group. This just more like it's 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 real. As boxing fans, I feel like we are getting stiff by people that control it and the politics of it because the politics is gonna protect their fighters. Excuse me for the win. I was just taking a stroll. I just got out of work, but um. It's more, it's, it's, it's crazy that for us to get these fights, um, certain guys, they had to line up right for certain guys. Now you remember at a point in time where we used to, we used to hear about people getting on certain fighters for handpicking they fight or drawing out they, um, drawing out they fights, you know, and, and making sure they fought the person when they wanted to fight the person. Um... This this goes this goes back to I want to say Floyd because he's the only fighter that um, after he became a promoter uh, everybody used to oh yeah he handpicking his fights and when he fought Oscar Oscar was old Floyd was thirty Oscar was thirty four man you know what I'm saying I, and, and if, he, if Oscar was old when he fought Floyd then he was he was hella old when he fought Manny Pacquiao. Cause I think he was 36. So you tell you tell me. But this is just a handpicking fight motion. Y'all gotta weedle out the bullshit when y'all say somebody handpicking their fights or somebody waiting for their fights to happen or they waiting for the right time. Y'all have to weedle through the bullshit because I can name a couple fighters, a couple fighters just just within this era that I'm talking about now. Um, we got the Earl Spence. He was calling out guys before the belt and was calling out guys after the belt. Okay? Now, now, now he's not the only one, but the only reason why I brought up Earl Spence is because the welterweight division is most likely the division that's going to help boxing in the long run with exciting fights because basically they have a lot of pound-for-pound fighters in a division. Earl Spence, Keith Thurman, Dirty Garcia, and I don't know if Sean Porter is still on that list. I don't even know how high Danny is up on that list. I, for the last time I checked, he was either 10 or 11 or, or 8 or 9, one of those. But a lot of those guys, a lot of those welterweights are on, are on that. You know what I'm saying? They're on that list. So 
just for us as just for us as boxing fans, we we'll have to wait for a Keith Thurman Errol Spence fight or a Danny Garcia Errol Spence fight or a Sean Porter Errol Spence fight or a Terrence Crawford Keith Thurman fight. We'll have to wait for that. For we don't know how long. Cause these guys these these guys are scared to jump in the ring with the boogeyman. Okay? Now, I don't know if Terrence Crawford is scared to jump in the ring with the boogeyman, and the boogeyman is Errol Spence. That, I, I don't know. And then he the boogeyman in the welterweight division. Just like don't nobody want to fight Deontay Wilder for real. It took, it took a guy in Tyson Fury. It took a guy in Tyson Fury who's had all the problems you can think of and has regrouped to, you know, reduce his... Reduce his career. Give him a give 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 him, give the people something else to talk about with Tyson Fury. Cause as we stand here, Tyson Fury just just messed up or fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Cause he was the first guy to beat Klitschko. Okay, he's the lineal heavyweight champion. So if Deontay beat him, that will make Anthony Joshua just a fucking paper champion. And not to take nothing away from Joshua, cause he still beat Klitschko. But Tyson Fury was the first man to beat the man. So the leverage this fight will give Deontay Wilder will possibly help out with making sure that we get that big fight we want between Deontay Wilder and Joshua. Which, if he beats Tyson Fury, he don't, need to, he, don't, he don't even need to fight Anthony Joshua for any point of thing. He still got his money. He still got his title. What do people want to say? Um, He's been he's been protected or whatever. I don't see how he's been protected when everyone you want him to fight, he can whoop their ass. The Brazil dude, the Brazil dude, he get his ass whooped. Dylan White get his ass whooped. Dillian White will get his ass whooped. Uh, the John Big Miller baby guy, I think he uh oppose some um oppose some shit towards him as far as you know uh being in the fight but I don't think he can beat Deontay Wilder. I mean when you when you want when you say guys can beat guys, you gotta give me a legitimate contender that actually had Deontay on the ropes more than one round. I only seen Deontay on the ropes one time. I only seen Deontay on the ropes one time. Okay? Tyson Fury got dropped. I never seen Deontay on his ass. Anthony Joshua got dropped. I never seen Deontay on his ass. So, I mean, for us, that's just how you gotta take it. I mean, as boxing fans, we gotta take it like that because we're not getting, we're not gonna get what we wanna get. We're gonna get what they give us. So, I'm Radu, man. I rant about some other stuff later. God bless. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Radu Smooth. I'm here with the family. Gang, 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 gang. Everybody lit. And everybody black. Radu, I do, eat the pussy too. You hear me? Radu, I do, eat the pussy too. I'm here with the gang, gang. I'm, I'm, I'm here with family. I'm here with family. And uh, we just, I'm gonna just ask random questions. I'm just asking random questions. Right now on the, I am live, man. This is my show, this podcast. And I'm, I'm live on my show right now. <laughs> oh wait! Might have to put that in the bowl. Hold that, so I'll put that in the bowl. But uh, yeah, I got the ball with me. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm out here with the family, everybody I love, everybody I want to see do good. And uh, my only question tonight is for the people. For the people. And I want everybody to answer this shit, okay? All y'all is, is included, if y'all if, if y'all would love to be. But the question is, where is happiness and how do you find it? And are you That's happy? That's not tonight. That's not the topic. Come on, man. No. Quit playing. No, I'm not talking about no emotional <laughs> shit. I'm not talking about no emotional shit. Why you get emotional with me? Why, why, you, why you get emotional with me? Come on, Joe. We on right now. It's me and you then. Why you get emotional with me, man? I'm not talking about emotions. I'm not talking about emotions. Is you happy right now? Is you happy right now? Yeah. Is you happy right now? Okay, hold on. I'm, back. I'm still on Joe. I'm happy and high. I'm, hey, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen that's familiar with my channel, this Joe Blow. And everybody know Joe Blow. We I make the, I was on the last couple ones. Yeah, we make all couple. the all the couple. episodes together. Here you go, Joe. I was supposed to pass the, pass the cup, nigga. But is you happy, bro? <laughs> yes, bro. I'm happy and I'm hot. But happy how? Happy right now. Happy in life. Happy right now. In just right. Just right now. Yeah, I'm happy. Just right now. Yeah. Is you happy, B? I'm very happy. This I'm B, happy. this B, the fullback that played tailback. <laughs> he got all the back. <laughs> My nigga B. Kendra, is you happy? As fuck. Nubian, Nubian queen on the scene, you know what I'm saying? Get it in. All right, y'all, look. I asked these questions and I came to y'all live because at the end of the day, most people don't know what happiness is. Most people don't know how to find that shit. And at the end of the day, happiness is where you are. Happiness is who you are. Now I got, I got, I got two more special guests. Hey, bro, I'm gonna let them present them. I'm, I got. It's a Mighty Night Trout Juice and Beer. It's a Mighty Night, bro. We lie tonight. Give me this shit. I'm about to kill this shit. I'm not playing. Come on. We lie tonight. Hey. Hey. Like I hey. Yeah, it was so sweet, we so we had to we had to mix that shit. Woo! Hey, hey, what you mean? Babysitting. I'm babysitting. Hey, look. Hey, look. We 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 knew this nigga. We knew we knew this nigga one about it. When we got all them gins and secrets gins, he, 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 he could have been drunk. Yeah, that he could have been drunk. This shit, he he ain't really like this shit neither. Really he, like what? No. I was Only reason why it got down to where it got well, down to is because we threw the brew in there and it was us. You didn't really want this shit neither. I was fucking that shit up after I ate. I told you I had to eat first in order to drink. I know my body. Woo! That shit was nasty. That shit was nasty. All right, we're gonna change the subject. All right, we're gonna change the subject. Oh hell no! What was I about to say? I'm fucked up now. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. Let's get into it. I'm gonna switch the subject because I know I don't fuck my viewers up with a lot of shit. So we are gonna jump right into sports, okay, y'all? Now listen, listen. In the welterweight division, we got a lot of matches coming up. The the match I love the most is Danny Garcia versus Sean Porter. That's gonna be an excellent match. But the dog out of there gotta face gotta face Errol Spence. And if they don't face Errol Spence, all them niggas hoes in the welterweight division. Errol Spence gonna walk every nigga down except Terrence Crawford. I think Terrence Crawford will give Errol Spence a run for his money. You sure? You sure? 
I can bet you $200. You sure? I'm not betting you that $200. You just strong hand gas. No. No, I gave you a handshake because we was talking about Errol Spence. I boxed for five and a half years. I know you did. That's why I'm not shaking your hand. I saw you knocking white niggas out. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this with you. I seen you knock black people out, Mexicans out, all that shit. I'm not going to do this with you. But, but. Mark my words. Wait, 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 wait. When you hear about this fight, he just said. Yes. I got the perfect nigga for my show. Yes. I promise you that shit. Yes. Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay. Okay. It's 2020. How, how long? How Errol long? Spence gonna win. How long you was boxing, God? Five and a half years. Five and a half years. God, God, God. State your name. Let them know where you from and let them know Dwayne who you are. Ward. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Shout out 616, bitch. Shout out my girl, and she's standing right next to me. God. Amen. And, and, Amen. My two, and my two daughters. Amen. You see that? That's a happy black man. But anyways, look. I'ma ask him like I'm like like I've been asking the audience. What makes Errol Spence? Unstoppable, and I'm. It's determination. You don't give up. Stop. It's not in his vocabulary. Okay. One thing about Errol Spence, he don't give up. He relentless. He tenacious. And, and, and you need that as a as a, a, a young hung, hungry fighter. Fighter. There you go. You need that. There you go. But okay, now I'm about the triggery with this shit. I love this shit. I found a boxer. Okay, in the welterweight division, we got we got Keith Thurman. Who to me is still the man because you didn't because you didn't beat him. He's very heavy. But you, but you hear what I'm saying? That nobody beat him. Yeah. He had to give his titles but, up because he was hurt. You hear what I'm saying? One thing about listen Earl, to me. One thing about uh, Thurman. He can't take a lot of punishment. Listen to me. Listen to me before you start. You hear me? Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yo, Keith Thurman is still the man at 147 Hello? because you didn't beat him. Bitch, you I'm didn't you didn't take shit from him. He relinquished his belts. Errol Spence is the boogeyman. I think personally that Bud Crawford will give any of these welterweights I'm talking about a run for their money. Between Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, Manny Pacquiao, whoever's still active. Terrence Crawford can box with both hands. Ladies and gentlemen, he can box with both hands, and he's legit with both hands. So what I'm asking is, well, we got somebody with a way better bag. Where is the matchups coming from in welterweight division that makes sense? Okay? Now, I'm going to get back to my interview in a minute. I'm going to get back to my interview in a minute. But the welterweight division, all my audience, and it's about 500 of y'all, and I'll be counting just to make sure. Y'all get back to me on that. I'm going I'm 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 to tune in with my boxing interview with the boxer in a minute, Dwayne. But I'm about to get on some football. So I'm about to tap into some football knowledge. Hey man, it's your boy Radu, I'm out. What's up, bro? This your boy Radu, man. Hey, everybody get ready for this for this hip-hop debate coming up, man. And not just hip-hop, man, but music debate, man. Good music and bad music and you know what I'm saying, et cetera, et cetera, man. I'm trying to get make sure I get my special guests on here the way I want to. That way the debate can be more more official for me. I, I'm trying to have a couple artists come through and uh, you know, just jump on the show with me, man. So Hey, man, all my listeners, man, if, if y'all love what I do, just listen for me, man. Hey, I'm Radu. Be right back in a minute. What's up, world? It's your boy, Radu. Um, we got an explosive, explosive update. Thanks. Shout out to my boy, <clears throat> CJ Goodfella, in a uh, boxing clinic. And also, shout out to Fanon Boxing. Also, shout out to Chronicles of Judah. Um, shout out RB to Breakthrough. And shout out Inside Sports Angles. And shout out, shout out Kobe's Corner. 
Um, them all YouTubers, you go check out their YouTubes. Um, but um, boxing, man. Uh, and this ain't this ain't directed at no weight class. This ain't directed at one certain group. This just more like it's 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 real. As boxing fans, I feel like we are getting stiff by people that control it and the politics of it because the politics is gonna protect their fighters. Excuse me for the win. I was just taking a stroll. I just got out of work, but um. It's more, it's, it's, it's crazy that for us to get these fights, um, certain guys, they had to line up right for certain guys. Now you remember at a point in time where we used to, we used to hear about people getting on certain fighters for handpicking they fight or drawing out they, um, drawing out they fights, you know, and, and making sure they fought the person when they wanted to fight the person. Um... This this goes this goes back to I want to say Floyd because he's the only fighter that um, after he became a promoter uh, everybody used to oh yeah he handpicking his fights and when he fought Oscar Oscar was old Floyd was thirty Oscar was thirty four man you know what I'm saying I, and, and if, he, if Oscar was old when he fought Floyd then he was he was hella old when he fought Manny Pacquiao. Cause I think he was 36. So you tell you tell me. But this is just a hand picking fight motion. Y'all gotta weedle out the bullshit when y'all say somebody hand picking their fights or somebody waiting for their fights to happen or they waiting for the right time. Y'all have to weedle through the bullshit because I can name a couple fighters, a couple fighters just just within this era that I'm talking about now. Um, we got the Earl Spence. He was calling out guys before the belt and was calling out guys after the belt. Okay? Now, now, now he's not the only one, but the only reason why I brought up Earl Spence is because the welterweight division is most likely the division that's going to help boxing in the long run with exciting fights because basically they have a lot of pound-for-pound fighters in a division. Earl Spence, Keith Thurman, Dirty Garcia, and I don't know if Sean Porter is still on that list. I don't even know how high Danny is up on that list. I, but last time I checked, he was either 10 or 11 or, or 8 or 9, one of those. But a lot of those guys, a lot of those welterweights are on, are on that. You know what I'm saying? They're on that list. So just for us as, just for us as boxing fans, we, we'll have to wait for a, a Keith Thurman, Earl Spence fight. Or a Danny Garcia Errol Spence fight, or a Sean Porter Errol Spence fight, or a Terrence Crawford Keith Thurman fight. We have to wait for that, for we don't know how long, cause these guys, these these guys are scared to jump in the ring with the boogeyman. Okay. Now I don't know if Terrence Crawford is scared to jump in the ring with the boogeyman, and the boogeyman is Errol Spence. That I, I don't know. And that he the boogeyman in the welterweight division. Just like don't nobody want to fight Deontay Wilder for real. It took, it took a guy in Tyson Fury. It took a guy in Tyson Fury who's had all the problems you can think of and has regrouped to, you know, reduce his, reduce his career. Give him a, give, 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 give the people something else to talk about with Tyson Fury because as we stand here, Tyson Fury just, just messed up or fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Because he was the first guy to beat Klitschko. 
okay? He's the lineal heavyweight champion. So if Deontay beat him, that will make Anthony Joshua just a fucking paper champion. And not to take nothing away from Joshua because he still beat Klitschko. But Tyson Fury was the first man to beat the man. So the leverage this fight will give Deontay Wilder will possibly help out with making sure that we get that big fight we want between Deontay Wilder and Joshua. Which, if he beats Tyson Fury, he don't, need to, he, don't, he don't even need to fight Anthony Joshua for any point of thing. He still got his money. He still got his title. What do people want to say? Um, he's, been, he's been protected or whatever. I don't see how he's been protected when everyone you want him to fight, he can whoop their ass. The Brazil dude, the Brazil dude, he get his ass whooped. Dylan White get his ass whooped. Dillian White will get his ass whooped. Uh, the John Big Miller baby guy, I think he uh oppose some um oppose some shit towards him as far as you know uh being in the fight. But I don't think he can beat Deontay Wilder. I mean, when you when you want when you say guys can beat guys, you gotta give me a legitimate contender that actually had Deontay on the ropes more than one round. I only seen Deontay on the ropes one time. I only seen Deontay on the ropes one time. Okay? Tyson Fury got dropped. I never seen Deontay on his ass. Anthony Joshua got dropped. I never seen Deontay on his ass. So, I mean, for us, that's just how you gotta take it. I mean, as boxing fans, we gotta take it like that because we're not getting, we're not gonna get what we wanna get. We're gonna get what they give us. So, now I'm Rodu, man. I rant about some other stuff later. God bless. What's up? This your boy Rodu Smooth coming at you live. I'm late. I'm late. I know I'm late, but deal with it. For me, just for today. But um, you gotta gotta run it up, run, run it up real quick with the couple fights that's coming up as far as welterweight division, heavyweight division, and the middleweight division. Um, um, we've been talking about. The welterweight division a lot. That's my favorite division, as you can see. But um, it's just because a lot of fights are more exciting in the welterweight division if we can actually get them. The best fights is in the welterweight division. We just got to get them. And then once we pass the welterweight division, then we can look at the rest of boxing like it's explosive. The best heavyweight in the world right now is Deontay Wilder. And won't nobody give him that credit. They keep talking about Anthony Joshua. But just because Anthony Joshua beat Klitschko, but Tyson Fury is the man Anthony Joshua need to be to be the man. So the narrative that you give that Anthony Joshua is great because he beat an old Klitschko. He beat an old Klitschko. Not a young Klitschko. He beat an old Klitschko. And he had troubles beating that Klitschko. Do you think Deontay Wilder would have had a trouble beating Klitschko? Get the fuck out of here. And, and, and excuse my language, but get the fuck out of here. His KO race, his KO ratio is better than anybody we ever, ever seen for real or ever even heard of for real. This man got 40 wins and 39 knockouts. And the last two knockouts, I say, was a little bit harder than the knockouts he had against the Vern to get the title. Come on, man. This is the best heavyweight since Mike Tyson as far as knockout power. And he can box, bro. He's not, he's not a chump. He can box. He can box. I think Tyson Fury would give him a problem, but that's only if Tyson Fury can stand up to his punches. I'm not knocking Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is a great boxer. But when you put him up against somebody that's hungrier, better, 
I think as far as like going to get my shit, Deontay Wilder got a, a attitude of a of a killer. Once he in the ring with you, he don't give a fuck about you. Excuse my language again, but he don't care nothing about you. He trying to take your head off, get that check for his kids, and take that whole check to his kids. This is not rocket science. We don't do this for fun, he say. So for the people to believe that this man is ducking anybody, it's hilarious to me. How can he duck anybody when he make everybody else duck him? And as we on the same subject, Errol Spence, man. Errol Spence. One more time, the truth. Before he got a belt, everybody said he should have had a belt. Once he got a belt, everybody said that they didn't want to fight him. It's crazy. It's crazy. He called y'all out. He don't have a belt. Y'all say y'all won't fight him. He has a belt. Now y'all won't fight him because there's other shit going on. Y'all running away from Errol Spence. And if Terrence Crawford fight Errol Spence first, whether he beat Errol Spence or lose against Errol Spence, I'm still keeping I'm still keeping Terrence Crawford as the best pound-for-pound fighter I've ever seen in my fucking life because he wasn't scared to take on the best. Keith Thurman, all, all, all these niggas, they scared to take on the best. Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, and there's nothing against them. They're great fighters. But when you're scared to take on the best in your division, and you would tell me Errol Spence ain't did enough to get in a fight with you, both of you niggas have losses on your record. Errol Spence don't have no losses. I don't care who he faced. It's still, again, he's still an undefeated fighter. You have to recognize that, too. His last couple fights has been what? Walkthroughs, cakewalks. And those was mandatories. So what do you think he want? He want to fight the best because he knows he's the best. Make your boy Rod do, man. I'll be back. What's up, world? I'm here today and I'm talking about rivals. And uh, this isn't any sport. I don't care what you play. Tennis, soccer, hockey, basketball, football, uh, cricket, uh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? This, this is something we have to get back in sports. We don't have rivalries. Like we used to, and we still got rivalries in college football, amen. Still got rivalries in football, amen. But um, in our, in I, I say in American basketball, uh, rivalries are becoming very uh, one-sided, and we don't really have exciting rivalries. Um, in, 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 in as far as basketball goes, um, you got you got teams that when they face each other, yeah, you're gonna be glued into the TV because you know you're gonna see a great great game. But it's not like you know watching American football when you can uh, you can probably see you know four or five great games you know that same day. So you know it's just being more being more um, competitive. And we need more competitiveness in, in, in some of these sports. Um, just basketball, it's, it's not even the Warriors. It's don't, don't even, we're not going to even, I know a lot of guys say, because that's a super team and we'll, we'll, no. They got rivalries. We talk about rivalries. When one team goes up against another team during the season and it's like, oh, yeah, this game about to slap. Not all the time. Because you can have the best players on the team and they might not be running the right system. So those guys can't play together. And so that game is not going to slap. It's going to be a one-sided game, it's going, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So what I, what, what I would like for the fans to know is what, what do you want out of the sports that you love now? Like, uh, like, I, like me, um, my, like I said, my point was just rivalries. I want more rivalries. We need, more, we need better rivalries.
if I can say that, you know, better rivalries and consistent rivalries with, with, um, with good, with, with, with more competition. So that's, that's, that's where I'm going with that part. Um, and just, like I said, just rivals. We don't get a lot of rivals and I'll be breaking down rivals, be breaking down rivals and who could be rivals and what, you know what I'm saying? So what, what could happen out this rivalry? You know, some rivalries help boost ratings. Some rivalries don't. So, you know, we just gotta we just gotta get those rivalries back to make sure that, you know, the people that we're looking at and watching are really great. And it's not just because their competition is weak, but we gotta make sure their competition is great. So if your competition is great and you overcome that competition, then you're great. But, you know, it's your boy Rod Do, man. I'm out. What's up, world? Um, later on tonight. Talking about eight eight thirty, man. Um, I got a couple guys who's going, uh, who wanted me to uh, break down a current situation in boxing, and we got we call it ducking. And um, shout out to all the YouTube channels, man. They give me updates on my sports, man. When I miss ESPN or any type of outlet news media where I where I do my research on stuff, and I and I break it down to what I think. Um, shout out to uh, Fanon Boxing, man. Shout out to uh, the LDBC. Shout out to uh, CJ Goodfella and the Cali Enigma. Um, it's a couple. It's a couple more shows on there that I. It's a couple more YouTube channels that I gotta go. Really get the names for it and uh, get them shots out too. But man, shout out to the whole the whole YouTube community. Even though it's a lot of YouTubers out there that I like, man, they they beefing. But man, they give some of the the best boxing information out there, man. So to all my YouTubers that's doing boxing, man, and even if. You know, you like Anthony Joshua, you don't like Deontay Wilder, you like Manny Pacquiao, you don't like Floyd, whatever, however, and you see stuff certain ways, man, that's still cool, man, because at the end of the day, man, um, everybody's opinion is everybody's opinion. That's why you got them, and, and that's why um, that's why we have debates. So, man, just shout out to all them, man. But, yeah, man, we're going to break down ducking and uh, who's ducking who, and this is all off research and black and white, too, so... Um, this is not um, me just pulling something out of thin air and going with one thing and you know what I'm saying this is this is real really this is really me breaking it down to how I seen it and how I got the information and how most of the black and white I see you know points at who's ducking who so you know that that'll be that'll be uh, That'll be later on tonight. I was about to say, I, I would do it in a minute, but I'm still doing this little basketball thing. And to everybody that listens, man, appreciate it, man. It's your boy Rod Do. Everybody have a great one.